Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This is Sheffield Live. Yeah, good afternoon and welcome to The Squeak. My name's Luke Croft. And my slide has actually been turned up this week. I'm James Hargreaves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I couldn't do it again. I remember this week. Yeah, I was uh, listening back the other day to last week's and uh, you did it ah. after about three songs. You forgot to slide me up again. Yeah, it was just... Or I'm just not taking the hint. The, well, the thing is... Well, you know what the thing is, if the, the, they don't go off, the mics don't go off properly, and then you can't hear anything. So I have to turn your, yours as the bad one. So I have to turn yours off, then I just forget it to put it back on. I'm the bad one, as always. Yeah. Yeah. How you doing then? All right. I'm good. I'm yeah. actually feeling much better than I felt yesterday with my hangover. Yeah. Yeah. Paul. Uh, Paul Sellers has got the hangover this week, yeah. uh, but he got through his two hours uh, on a Klexica just fine. Yeah. But bless Paul, he went out Friday night and Saturday night. I, yeah. I couldn't even manage yesterday. Yeah, no, I did. I went out Friday night and last night, but um, I was feeling it, so I didn't stay out late last night. Yeah. Went for an Indian with uh, some friends. It was really nice. Went to Akbar's in West One. It's good there. Like I've not it. been before. Not like been. I didn't even know it was there. To be honest, it's sort of round the back. It's like downstairs, isn't it? You go down the stairs and yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. there. Oh, I like it. It's massive it's inside, though. It's a massive building. Deceiving from the outside. Yes, but yeah, very nice. Very nice. I'd recommend it. Football's back. It is indeed. And Gary Lineker's done match of the day in his <laughs> pants, as he promised. He has. He said, he said he'd done something ridiculous, like 4,000 uh, uh, press-ups a day or something ridiculous. Yeah. To get himself in the uh, in shape. It's, everybody's raving about it as though it's the second coming of Christ. <laughs> it's like, all he did was... And they weren't even pants, it was shorts. Well, actually, they were pants, but they were very long pants. Yeah, it's like something from the 1950s or something. Yeah, yeah. They weren't, you wouldn't, you wouldn't wear them no. underneath anything else, because it'd just be ridiculous. <laughs> he was wearing bloomers. <laughs> but no, he kept, he, of course he promised he'd do it if Leicester won the Premier League, and they did. Yeah. Um, by ten points, as it happened. Um, uh, I mean, to be fair, he managed to keep a straight face. Yeah, it all came from a tweet, didn't it, in December when Leicester went went to the top of the Premier League. They were top at Christmas, yeah. And nobody expected them to win the league. And so he he said, if they win the league, then I'll present Match of the Day in my pants. Yeah, and to be fair, you know he did. I think what the message should be for this is that anybody that says anything stupid on Twitter should be held to it. <laughs> well, lots of people say a lot of stupid things on Twitter, don't they? Exactly. Ima- yeah. Imagine if you had to carry out everything that you said you'd do on, on Twitter. Guess there'd be more it- murders. <laughs> <laughs> well, quite possibly, quite possibly, yeah. yeah. Um, but, you know, it, 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 it doesn't really feel like there's not been any football on, because obviously we had yeah. the European Championships as well. That's it. And football's come back with a real bang, hasn't it, this year? It's well, been a good start to the season. Hull were in disarray. Yeah. And seemingly fine because they've beaten the champions, reigning champions. So crazy, crazy. Um, Sheffield Wednesday been on telly twice. First yeah. two games, both on Sky Sports. Both against 
relegated, relegated yeah. teams. Yeah, yeah. Four points from six. Possible yeah. six. That's not bad going at all, is it? Unbeaten. Except for the cup. But we'll not talk about that much. Yeah, well, I, you know, I don't think um, I don't think that was a priority. The chairman said he wants to get promoted within two years, so it's we can't do everything. It winds me up. You, it's a football match, and they play football. Understrength teams should be banned. <laughs> you should you should have to play like a decent team in the cup. Well, they, they, they've never they've never had a rule on it, have they? So they, they do in the it, um, in the football league trophy or in the EFL trophy as it is now. Yeah, we've gone very American this year, haven't we? EFL, EPL. Yeah, yeah it's all TTFM. commercial branding. TTFL. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, let, let us know what you think. Of course, we're on Twitter at the Squeak. Um, tell us your thoughts. We've got some. Um, oh, Carl Malone is tweeted in. Yeah. Didn't even as need to always, prompt him. As always. Uh, I stand by every word on Twitter. Well, we'll go through a few of those later. Yeah. Sometimes I sit by the words on Twitter whilst I'm browsing it on my phone. <laughs> Um, Carl obviously had a, had a gig that he put on at Yellow Arch on Friday. We've got some music. Um, all of the music is from Friday. No, it's not, is it? Ryan Young's not, is it? Or is it? Ryan Young's not, but he was there, so it kind of... Brilliant. It counts. So it's from Friday. So Ryan Young and uh, Electric Sunrise. Uh, then we've got uh, I Set the Sea on Fire, uh, Kong, and then uh, Celador Mooncrow, who apparently were absolutely brilliant. So My, my new favourite band. The best live band I've seen this year. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Well, that's on. Uh, that's on later on, uh, sort of towards the end of the show. So stay tuned for that. Um, how was it on Friday? It was awesome. Uh, first time I've been in Yellow Arch since they did it out, and they've got a the little bar in there with the stage at the end and everything. It's they've done a, a really, really good job of that place. I've not got been decent in. beers and lagers on tap. I've not been in for for years. To be fair, I think I think. Um, oh, it was a. It was. I think it was Danny Pietnik doing a doing a practice for a gig. Yeah, years ago. Yeah, when he was in one of his one of his old bands, it mm. was a two piece, I think. So yeah, good night then. It, it was awesome. Uh, Slippery toilet floor. <laughs> yes, yes. Shall, shall I describe my trip to the toilet? Yeah, why not? <laughs> literally, this literally is, a trip. This is possibly one of the most embarrassing things that's happened to me in a long it's, time. It's right, for, and for, I'm quite an embarrassing person. Well, for any ladies that are listening, obviously ladies all have a cubicle. Yeah. Um, but I don't think women are that bothered because they go in the cubicle themselves. If you're if you're stood at a urinal, you can't physically have any contact with the person next to you because it's no. just, just like an unwritten rule. You yeah, can't yeah. do it. No, no, you don't look. You don't. You shouldn't slide tackle them either. Well, what happened? It's a stone floor, <laughs> right? And <laughs> a little bit of water on that stone floor, and it becomes a death trap. Let's we, we were talking about this on the way in, and I'm sure a few years ago they brought a, they brought some legislation in to say that all all public houses had to have an ultra non-slip floor in the toilets. Well, I can understand why now, because <laughs> <laughs> I, I go walking in, um, and as you walk in the door, there's like a two foot long uh, wall at the side of you, and then the other side of that wall is a urinal. So I, I go walking in, hit contact with this water, which. You know, I just aquaplaned, basically. <laughs> you know, like when you watch racing, I've racing, and this go sliding around. Yeah, I aquaplaned. In my effort to stay upright, I grabbed hold of the wall as I was going around, which then flung me around the wall as I was orbiting it like a moon. Um, <laughs> and my slender body just <laughs> body slammed into some poor bloke who was stood there at the urinal mid-flow. Oh, no. Which then resulted in... 
you know... Missing the urinal, yeah. obviously. And More then, water on the floor. And then it's lucky that we were in the toilets because the people that were following me in were absolutely wetting themselves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not a bit of a vicious circle, really. <laughs> If you think about it. It was a vicious circle I went round <laughs> into somebody. <laughs> I couldn't, I couldn't apologise to that guy enough. To, to the point where I came out, I was telling our friend Faith the story, uh, and uh, she, for about 20 minutes, was bent over double laughing, and the guy had to come over <laughs> and tell her it was a true story. <laughs> He's like, yes, he did body slam me into a urinal. <laughs> ah, you couldn't write it, could you? <laughs> You couldn't write it. But other than that, you know, good night had by all by the sounds of it. It, it was brilliant. And I think um, it was Monarching. We mentioned for Monarching, we've not got their music tonight, but uh, today. But um, it was their last ever gig. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sort of taking a, a an extended break. Yeah. And uh, they're, they're one of these bands that have kind of survived for the last few years. I, I remember watching them a few years ago. They did, um, I think it was Tramlines. Uh, a plug about three years ago and 24 hours before they were due to go on two two band members left wow and left just left just uh, Ben and Jordan I think it was and um, Ben and Jordan to their credit they just restyled all the songs and went and did them themselves unbelievable right for that gig but the same thing happened this week the drummer apparently really could, couldn't make Friday night for their last ever gig oh. so they had to get a new drummer in with 48 hours notice and it was really good it's the best they've ever sounded I thought yeah I like Monarchy I have to say um, I was talking to I mentioned it a couple of last week or the week before I was talking to Ben at Tramlines and we had a really good um, a really good chat yeah um, you know it's a shame that they're not going to be together anymore but for whatever reason that's I'm sure I'm sure we'll see um, Ben and Jordan at some point again. Yeah, the mu- musical lads and they're, they're quite active in the scene. They'll do something else, you know. Yeah. Hopefully, very quick. I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah. Um, should we kick off with um, a bit of Ryan Young then to start off with? Yes, his album came out on Friday. Uh, oh, did it? Yeah, it was called Heat Seeker by Ryan Young and the Electric Sunrise Luke. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was caught out last week. We had Electric Sunrise, Electric Sun. No, not Electric, but we had Sunset, Sunset Yellow. Yellow and Sun. Yeah, plant, shine something fantasy, yeah it was uh, it was a, quite a sunny it was a, it was playlist last week it was focused on sort of like plants <laughs> and germination and <laughs> in your they, head what do they what what they call um oh photosynthesis wow that you, was the theme of it you're going right into infant school education here aren't you i got to see it gcse <laughs> um so yeah what i've done this year i've put everything in a nice little table and uh, still managed to f- Get it wrong completely. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. yeah, anyway. So, yeah, Ryan Young and The Electric Sunrise, whose new album is really good. You should go out and buy it now. Uh, yeah, absolutely. It's just coming up to quarter past two, and this is uh, Honey, I'm a Heat Seeker. You listen to The Squeak on 93.2 FM with Luke and James. Get in touch on Twitter at The Squeak. Well, it's a hot day, and the sun won't shine. She brought the heat wave with a perfect smile. It's always. What you don't expect She bites you around the neck She lived the life of a devil who taught her I drink and sing the blues Angels came in a drink to say Right, you gotta keep away from her by night She was a rain dancer She's haunted me for countless years Well, she dresses in black And she don't care for your name Well, she could fly Trouble 
So yeah, Ryan Young and Electric Sunrise. And, and, uh, you've done it again. Uh, <laughs> that I, wasn't, nearly, I nearly did it, and then I didn't. That wasn't the song that I uh, was going to play, but it's still Ryan Young. <laughs> well, so it's it's, it's, not, the, it's the one from before it on the album. That one's Time Bomb Woman, not Honey on Eat Seeker. So this little so, table that I've put together is is all in vain. It is, but you've already had to scribble something out on it, so it's <laughs> it's not entirely my fault. Um, so yeah, Time Bomb Woman. It's a good song. Scribble that one out, yeah. Time Bomb Woman. Yeah. Uh, so the album's out. Is it available on iTunes, I'm guessing, and all those all sort of places? All the usual places. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I just wanted to give a special shout, because we were talking about Faith, uh, Faith Shaughnessy, of course. Um, a few times now I was sat in when one of us has not been here um, and I was listening back to a podcast um, from a couple of weeks ago and uh, we were talking about um, Glastonbury and Coldplay yeah she's and got a real way with words <laughs> I, I was listening to it in the car driving down the M62 and I was absolutely howling I'd forgotten I'd because for, you forget don't you and then I'm listening back and I'm like god that woman's funny. And this is, if, if you missed it, this is just a snippet of what she had to say about Chris Martin and Coldplay. It's brilliant. You? I can't stand him, and I can't stand him either. Why? Well, for example, he said, 
I was I was walking through the festival with my children. Apple and Moses. <laughs> what an arse. Who calls the kids that for a start? <laughs> Oh, oh God! Absolutely had me in stitches. I've I've not laughed that much for a while. I did listen back to that this week, and I I was chuckling at that as well. <laughs> Apple <and> Moses. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, it was so funny. But but the biggest questions come out of that, Luke, is who calls the cat Moses? Ah, uh, well, you might not have heard that. Yeah, because right when we when we were kids, um, my mom just said, "Oh, you know, you can name the cat." So we for some reason. We picked Moses. I Why? Don't, I don't remember. I don't think that was me. But we had one. We had one called um, Moggy. Yeah, that's, that's a. My mum must have picked that one. Oh, um, that's the kind of name that kids would pick. We we had cats called Tom and Tigger when I was a kid. Yeah, yeah. They're kids naming well, names. Well, Tom was the um, the cat from Tom and Jerry. Yeah, yeah. That's, that makes sense. Uh, and then we had one called Spider. No idea. No idea. She was a black cat. Maybe spider that's why. The cat, spider. <laughs> and then, and then the other one, Moses. And I'm, I can only guess because did Moses have a beard? Uh, yeah, well, they, in, all, in some depictions of him, he does. Yeah. Yeah. They might have all had beards back in the day, but uh, Moses was quite fluffy. So that might be why. Yeah. Really, can't can't put a finger were on you it. A Sunday school goer when you were a kid? No, but our primary school we had to sing hymns and do all that, uh, Bible readings and everything else. Yeah, so had it forced down us. So yeah, Moses. So Moses, yeah. Did the cat manage to part the sea? I was just going to say no, um, but we've got a band on next that did set the sea on fire. Yeah, and we'll Excellent we'll play them segue. once. Yeah, we'll play them once. <laughs> I, it's Taste Like Funk, which we've, we've played before, but um, one week I played it twice and didn't realise. Yep. You know, I did the same thing with Faith. I played the wrong song and let the whole thing intro, intro and wow. then I've gone, oh, this is wrong, this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not, I'm sure that most people wouldn't notice, to be honest. <laughs> no. It's only Carl Maloney that, that <laughs> jumps on us for stuff like that. I had a hashtag, Luke Mistakes. Yes. That, that was another thing that you were talking about on the podcast with Faith. Didn't catch on, thankfully. <laughs> yes, scoundrel. I'm sure Carl's still keeping count now. Probably, yeah. To be fair, I did make a lot of mistakes in that show. <laughs> but, you know, hey-ho. Anyway, now I know it's something that's been on your radar because you tweeted about it earlier in the week, but we've talked quite a bit about Making a Murderer. Yep. Um, they're making a second series, I think. Yep. Um, and, of course, it follows the um, the life of Stephen Avery, who was wrongly imprisoned for sexual assault and then was released and then sent back to prison. Um, for a different murder. For a different murder, sorry, yeah. Um now, there's speculation that that was because um, the Monowoc County Police were going to have to pay quite a lot of money to, to you know, as compensation. Yeah. Um, but in in putting him in prison a second time, his nephew, Brendan, was also sent to prison. Now, he served 10 years in prison, or something like that, and he's now had his um, conviction overturned. Yes. And he's going to be released. Well, he may be released. Well, is uh, it depends if they're going to retry him or not. Yeah, apparently, it'll be released within ninety days, which is had a few days chipped off that. So, in the next three months, he could be released unless the state decides to retry him, or or if there's an appeal from the prosecution side yeah. of things. But I mean, ten years is a long time. When if you've seen the documentary, um, it certainly looks like there was a lot of coercion from the police who interviewed him at the time. Yeah, it, I think. Is is part of the story is the most kind of um, damning towards like the police being wrong. Yeah. Um, obviously, making a murder. I think a lot of people do think that it's kind of one sided and biased and stuff like that. Anyway, towards Stephen Avery and, and whatever. Well, you've, got, you've got to keep an open mind with these things because it's impossible to 
it's impossible to capture everything that's happening at the time. Yeah. So there's always going to be things. It's like when you when you make a, a film out of a book. Yeah, exactly. And you can't. The thing is that the filmmakers had access to the family and stuff, and so they were more biased towards that kind of side of the story. Of course. Um, and there's lots of other stuff, with, like lots of evidence that was kept out of it and stuff, but the Brendan Dassey stuff, it was his nephew. Yeah, yeah, um, it was, yeah. He, the, the police interviews and things like that that they showed, it did look like it was being coerced, and it did look like uh, he didn't kind of know what was going on, in my mind. Yeah, the, the police were sort of telling him, you know, he got nothing to worry about, and... They weren't. They were almost putting words in his mouth. Yeah. They, they were framing questions in a certain way that would lead him to to agree with what he was saying. And he, you know, he was a minor at the time. He didn't have an adult with him. Um, and this, you know, the judge had brought in to, to question his um, intellectual, you know, his IQ and things like that. Yeah. Um, should he have had support from somebody, whether it be a, uh, you know, a doctor or a, yeah. A family member. His, his side of the story, as I say, does seem the the most tragic part of it for me. And so it's good that he's going to get either a retrial or uh, the conviction completely overturned. If you haven't seen the programme, by the way, what you've been doing, it's amazing. Yeah, God, it's absolutely fascinating. I've never, I've never seen anything quite like it. It is on Netflix, so if you haven't got Netflix, then... Um, you know, you'll have to find some other ways of watching it, but yeah. it's one of the, you know, it's one of the best and most watched documentaries. To say it was only only out on Netflix, it was watched an unbelievable amount of times. Yeah, it was the big story of the time, wasn't it? And Netflix at the minute are knocking it out of the park. Have, have you been watching much on Netflix recently? Uh, I haven't actually. Wow, right. what have you, oh, you? You posted something else. Oh, but I, do you I, know? Firstly, Stranger Things. Everybody's raving about Stranger Things. That was it, yeah. Which what? is just amazing. It's kind of it's it's like a Stephen King book as, as a six part st- serial. Really, it is amazing. Like, is, is it like a horror then? Because he does he does a lot of horror. It's kind of a, a semi horror thriller uh, and a semi sci fi type thing. Okay, um, I could probably deal with that. I'm not really into horrors. It's like I, I will name some '80s films that you've not watched. Oh, go on uh, then, but, yeah. <laughs> but it's it's like The Goonies mixed with like Poltergeist, mixed with Stand by Me, mixed with like all all these like classic '80s films and all the references <laughs> to the '80s. It's amazing. I may as well not bother. No, I've not seen any of those. <laughs> but you know, and um, yeah, and last night I watched The Get Down, which um, it's a Baz Luhrmann series. Uh, you don't even know that, is it? No, I don't, <laughs> don't know. know. He, he um, <laughs> is a, a famous director and whatever. He, he made Moulin Rouge and Romeo and Juliet, the remake and stuff like that. I've seen that. Yeah. I've seen Romeo and Juliet, Juliet the remakes, when they're driving around in cars with guns and whatnot. That's it, yeah. yeah. It's, um, it's a depiction of the Bronx in the 70s at the height of disco and as hip-hop's being born. And it's kind of like a, a fictionalised version of that. And it's just amazing. I've only seen the first one so far. It's an hour and a half, the first one. Oh, right, okay. And it's like a mini film, and it's brilliant. Like, stylistically, the story, everything, it's, it's amazing. So, yeah, get on Netflix and get watching them. Well, things to watch if you're, um, if you're looking for something new to watch. Um, I, because um, you know the ringing cold feedback? Yes. Um, the... the Faye, Faye Ripley was most recently in a, a police drama called Suspects on Channel 5. All right, um, I've not seen that. Well, they've killed her off now because she's obviously, she can't do both. Uh, and I thought I'll try and give that a watch because I'm into stuff like that. And um, I was reading up on it. Suspects is actually unscripted. All right. It's, interesting. it's really sort of broken the mould. So what happens is the writers sort of make like a, 
situational pad of what's going to happen in that episode. Yeah. And they have a police advisor on set, but then they just get the actors to sort of take it in their own direction. Obviously, they've got they've got certain plot lines and things that they need to yeah. include. But in terms of script, they just, you know... That's interesting. I really like that kind of well, style. It, yeah, and it really comes across more... Because it's, cause none of it's uh, rehearsed, yeah. so to speak. Um, so I'm guessing it's a bit like outnumbered in that respect. In the outnumbered, it had a... A semi-script and they had yeah. beats to hit, yeah. but then they'd let the kids go off on saying whatever they wanted to say. And stuff. Yeah, sounds very similar to that. Um, but uh, but obviously, um, what because it wasn't scripted, they encouraged the actors to feed off the others' reactions. So if they said something that because yeah. they weren't they didn't know what they were going to say, pretty much they knew they knew where the the scene was going to be directed towards. Hmm. But it was really fascinating. I thought it was really good. So that's something else I'm watching at the moment. It's really cool. I might give that a go. Sounds yeah. good. Yeah, definitely. Anyway, um, let us know what uh, what you think about making a murderer because that's going to be the next big thing on Netflix when it's when it's finished and when it's made. Yeah, to be fair, they, they said they were going to do a season two a while ago, and it's probably not far off because it's you know they've had ten years. Yeah, they've probably just done it all in one big block and then split it into two because it was that much. I think the filmmakers have been with a family for like. Like a very long time, and they still go and see the family and stuff. So, I reckon they got enough content to try and make another. Was it a ten part of the original? One? I think it. Um, yeah, I think it was ten one hours. I think yeah. it was. Yeah, yeah. They've, they've got enough to make uh, another series, surely. But I'm guessing they'll want the thing. <laughs> the thing with the first series is you watched it, and then at the end, you didn't have a conclusion. Well, no, because there still isn't one, is there? Yeah, it's so, still happening now. So maybe so the waiting for like the conclusion of this trial or something is like the next chapter to bookend it. Certainly, but it made me laugh that you posted something about um, you were reacting to people. Oh, idiots! Yeah, idiots. That's the that's the word I was looking for. Because <laughs> um, they were complaining that Twitter was um, uh, posting spoilers. It wasn't wasn't even. T- they were complaining that the news. The news was posting spoilers about a documentary, <laughs> which is based on obviously real. Well, well, yeah, yeah. which is real life. So, so apparently now people think that real life life news is spoilers for a documentary. Absolutely World's insane, gone people. World's gone mad. Like you say, idiots. Just the views of James Hargreaves, not Indeed. necessarily those of Sheffield Live. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Anyway, let's have uh, I Set the Sea on Fire, and this is Taste Like Funk. Uh, this is an awesome song. tune. Uh, get in touch on Twitter, it's just coming up to half past two. Let us know what you think.
I set the sea on fire. Tastes like funk. They, they were great on Friday night. They they headlined the Yellow Arch gig. Um, I, yeah, I like it very much. Yeah, they got a really good full sound. And yeah, props to Paul Tufts as well who was doing the sound because every band sounded awesome. We needed him at tramlines. Yeah, indeed, indeed. I was a bit disappointed with uh, I set the sea on fire's following though. Really? Yeah. Not many people. No. They're from from Sheffield, are they? Yeah, yeah. but yeah. they. Um, Obviously, Kong were there. Kong had got a good following anyway, and then Solidor Moon Crew had a really good following. Loads of people wearing their T-shirts. Um, and then I set the sea on fire, headlined, and it kind of emptied out a little bit. Yeah. And for a band with all the band members that I set the sea on fire have, I don't think they sold many tickets for it. What, um, just going back onto Solidor Moon Crew now, we've, um, we've not really heard much from them. We've not had any music sent in for them, have we? Um, not in the past they, they actually they follow both me and Faith and both me and Faith have asked them for music in yeah, the past because Faith said that when she when she was standing in for you one time yeah. a few weeks ago and I'd, I'd heard 
of them, but not actually heard their music. And uh, really enjoy it. It's, it's a bit like um, the obvi- obvious comparisons to White Stripes, because it's a two-piece. Yeah. Uh, a drummer and a guitarist kind of thing. And they, they play kind of like rocky, bluesy, like stuff like that. Uh, so that's the obvious comparison. But they do like little bits, like bits like Red Hot Chili Peppers in places. And, mm. yeah. and the drummer, like... I've never seen a drummer before play the piano, the drums, and the trumpet pretty much simultaneously. That that's talent. <laughs> it was it was a visual spectacle as well. They, they were really so, good. So was he doing it sort of one hand on the piano and one hand yeah, on the drum? Yeah, it was or the a, keyboard. Say. <laughs> I said it, it was literally reaching across. One one is right hand playing the keyboard, and his left hand and his foot playing drums. And then every so often, stopping to pick up a trumpet and playing a trumpet. <laughs> Honestly, see that's crazy because I mean, I, I find not, it not tr- harmonica. I find it amazing that people can play the guitar and sing at the same time. Yes, because your voice is going up and down, and your hands have got to stay in rhythm. Yeah, I struggle to do with that. Yeah, so to be able to play the keyboard and the drums is is phenomenal for me. Yeah, and and, so. and do backing vocals and everything. It was really good. Well, impressive. You know, it's like I, I, I couldn't speak hardly enough for Connor Houston last week on the show um, from what we saw at Tramlines, but, um, you know, to be able to do it live as well. Yes, yeah. Mind-blowing, really is. Anyway, um, just on a slightly different type, we were talking last week with DJ Ski. Hello, uh, DJ uh, Ski, if you're listening. Uh, and we had, a bit of a, we had a bit of a laugh with him last week. What is the hottest hot food? <laughs> now, Paul Sellers was saying a hot dog is quite hot. It's not even hot, he, nor a dog. I don't think he understood what I was saying. When you've when you've took something out of the oven and you've put it in your mouth and it's physically burned. Yeah, we're not talking like hot as in spicy hot or cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm, I mean, I'm hot cheese all the way. Hot cheese, nothing hotter. Hot molten lava, hot cheese. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm I'm still I'm going to stick to my guns on this one and say the middle of a hot apple pie. No, like you go to McDonald's and you you get one of those like apple pies in the cardboard box and yeah. you bite into it. Yeah. That can be the hottest thing on the planet, I think. <laughs> I'm still with the hot cheese. I'm still with the hot cheese. Uh well we've put the question out on Twitter and we've had uh, all of no replies. What so. about what about the middle of a chicken Kiev? Ooh, yeah. Mm. I th- I think that's a good shout. That is a good shout, yeah. I really hate chicken Kievs. Really? Yeah. I think if you get really cheap, crappy ones that have come frozen, then yeah, the rubbish. Yeah. Because uh, it's like sort of reformed chicken, isn't it? It's rubbish. Yeah. It's, oh, tasteless. Mm, yeah, chicken Kievs. Sometimes they overdo it with like the garlic and the filling and stuff. And it's it's a fine balance, isn't it, James? It is indeed. <laughs> <laughs> Be, being the food expert that I am. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Speaking of food expert, we've got a barbecue coming up in a few weeks. Oh, the annual barbecue. Yes. At uh, Secret Location, yes. Dave's house. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I'm really looking forward to that. It's on the Sunday yeah, every so year. We'll have, so. to do, we'll have to prep it, then come do the show, then... Oh, yeah. Then go back and start start fire, start burning things with fire. To, to be fair, yeah, we'll be back for half three, so it's yeah. not an issue. I do become a Neanderthal man. When when it comes to barbecue, I'm like, oh, fire, oh, <laughs> yeah. You let your beard grow out a bit. Um, yeah, no, I th- that last year's barbecue was awesome because you'd made the um, the scaled down version of the beer yeah. can burger. Yeah, the shot glass, shot glass, shot burger. glass burger. So it was like it was like the the meat wrapped around a shot glass, and then you'd filled it with you'd filled one with cheese and one with yeah. some. Take the shot glass out. 
You basically oh yeah, you got to take it out. Yeah, you basically turn the the meat from the burger in like in a ball shape. You turn it into a bowl using like pressing in the shot glass, and then fill it with like we put chili in one, we put roasted vegetables in, we put um, yeah cheese and stuff. Yeah, I think we were calling it the uh, the veggie option. Which yeah. thinking about it now. <laughs> It's a, it's a bit of a contradiction in terms. A vegetarian did did turn up, and we had a, we had, we specifically <laughs> specifically got one of those separate disposable barbecues to do some vegetarian stuff on. Who was the vegetarian? Um, it's Sarah Pashley's. Oh, oh right, yeah, yeah. Sorry, not, not that any of the listeners. So, will... Sorry, yeah. <laughs> Forgot I was doing a radio show there. Um, Who was that? Oh, but yeah, yeah. We, we did that, and then I think all we had for it was like halloumi burgers or something, and I went and burnt them. So. I didn't think you could burn halloumi. Uh, I, I beg to differ. Did you manage it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, you can't really burn chorizo, can you? It just, just gets yeah. crispier. Yeah. But I like halloumi, though, I have to say. Mm. Yeah. Halloumi burgers. What did the cheese say? What did it look, look to the mirror? Halloumi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'm looking forward to that. To be fair, the weather's been a bit up and down this summer, but we've had, we've had some good weeks, haven't we? Yeah, we've had some cracking weeks and then some where it just rains yeah. and then decides that it's going to blow a gale and then make your mind up weather. Well, obviously a lot of people have gone on holiday, but can you, I mean, what's the worst thing to come back from a holiday from, would you say? What, what do you mean? So if you've, if you've been away and then yeah. you come home, what's, yeah. what's the worst thing to come back to? Oh, in weather-wise? Well, just in general. The worst thing to come back to is, uh, I don't know, maybe a house has been burgled? Yeah, I was just thinking that. <laughs> yeah, well, this, this next story isn't as bad as that. Okay. But, um, it was, I'm trying to lead into a segue there. It's all worked. Uh, oh, right, yeah, I understand now. Ah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do know what you're going into now. <laughs> We even spoke about this before as well. Oh, forget it. Um, yeah, no, this holidaymaker's come back from holiday um, to find that he's had a speeding ticket. Now you're thinking, well, he's obviously sped before he's gone away. No, he hasn't. He's left his car with a car parking company at Gatwick Airport, um, and they've actually been joyriding it while he's been away. Wow. So he's had to pay a 70, near as damn it, 77 quid to leave the car with Blue Star Parking. Um and then he's had a speeding ticket saying he's done 150 miles. Wow. To a, I don't know what it was. But, um, 150 miles an hour? Yeah. Wow. That's no, uh, no, the, the car's done an extra 150 miles. Oh, I see, right, yeah. He's got caught doing 37 and a 30. Obviously, he wasn't driving it. Um, I mean, that's how bad is that? So you leave that's... your car with a company for a week or two weeks, however long he's gone for, and then you come back and These you've... unofficial airport car parks are a bit kind of semi-dodgy sometimes, I think. I, I, I remember watching... Um, 77 quid seems quite ch- steep, though. You know, for an unofficial one, you'd have thought... You'd, yeah. I mean, I'd, I'd probably pay that for going with the airport. How long did you official? leave it for? A whole month? <laughs> um, oh, it doesn't say. Maybe a week or so. But I remember watching... Ten or a day. I think it was Watchdog or something, and there was a very similar story on that, where people were leaving the cars... And the car park attendants just using the cars. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. And of course, like, at that point, they're uninsured and stuff if yeah. they're out on the streets, so... Yeah. Well, he got the car back, it was... It was... Got cigarette ash in there and mud, and it was, you know... Obviously, they'd use his petrol and not put any more petrol in there. It's just it's just terrible. Um, but when when um, they tried to contact the company, they'd said that it had closed and none of the helplines worked. Yeah. Thankfully, the, the police have... Um, 
uh, waived the the you know the points. Well, surely if if you can prove that you <laughs> you weren't driving it by being well, he, in another country, yeah, he's managed to prove it by showing him his holiday pictures. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. And, uh, Fair enough. and Mr. Officer, this is us buying a beach, and uh, this this is us in a dodgy karaoke bar. Yeah, um. I nailed Rocket Man. <laughs> Just saying. Uh, but shocking. It is shocking, and I, just, I, I think I read about. Was it Gatwick? It was either. It was it one was, of London. It was, it was Gatwick. I think I read about at Gatwick Airport as well last week. The official car park. At, I think it's the official one at Gatwick. Um, last weekend, people were coming back off holiday and ended up waiting 12 hours to get the car because basically the people had uh, mislaid either the car or the keys for the car. Oh, wow. And at one point, they were driving people around. You know, like the big massive car parts, the big massive lots that spread for miles. And they were driving people up and down to see if they could recognise their own car. Brilliant. Brilliant. You've done that before, though, where you've... Well, you won't, because you don't drive. But listeners will have done it where they've come out and think, where, where they've got to have a park the car? Yeah. Your car park's vast. It's like we did it on... Um, I went out with one of my colleagues in, in uh, Castleford. Um, and I'm like, but you ever parked the car? I don't know. And I said, I said, helpfully, well, I know we've parked next to an Audi. Oh, right, yeah, so... just problem was, we'd been there three hours and the Audi had since gone, <laughs> so... <laughs> not, yeah, that, that is no help whatsoever. Not, not ideal at all. So, yeah, we've, we found it in the end, obviously, that's why I'm here. I'm usually very good at kind of uh, triangulating my p- position to remember where things are. Um, like at festivals, you know if you're going to a festival, oh, yeah. it's a big, massive field, field like 80,000 people or whatever, um, and then you want to go f- to the toilet or something. You don't want to drag all your mates off with you, so they're all still there dancing away and stuff. And I just like pop my head up and look around at all the different landmarks and triangulate my position so I can remember like I was between that and that, and behind me was that, so I know exactly where to go. Well, I went to see you two a few years ago at Don Valley, no longer there. Um, and they were me, one of my friends, and my big brother Mark. And he says, Right, I need to go to the toilet. And we were in the standing bit, quite near the front, and I said, all right, I'm not, not seeing Mark again for the rest of the night. How <laughs> yeah. we managed to get back, found us. Yeah. In like 60,000 people or whatever was that, all in the standing bit, managed yeah. to find us. Unbelievable. Couldn't the I- ironic thing is, I can be in a you know a club which is just a few hundred capacity and lose everyone. Yeah. But, but in a big massive well. field, I can yeah. find my way to people. I managed to lose someone in West Street Live. It's not very big in there. It gets busy and stuffy in there, though, doesn't it? Yeah, it like does. Squeezed, yeah. Everyone's squeezed in. Well, I was outside, I'm thinking, oh, they've gone, I'll get a taxi, and Paul went, oh, yeah, I'm, st- I'm next at stage. <laughs> okay. Liar. He was there. Yeah. Anyway, just going back to this, you'd have thought if you were going to steal a car, you wouldn't have stolen a Vauxhall Corsa to show you ride around him, would you? Yeah. When when I watched that programme about it, like Watchdog or whatever it was, they were they were driving around in the better cars, all the Beamers and like yeah. the Mercedes and stuff, right? Vauxhall Corsa? Must have been The Apprentice. This is Kong. You think you're an eight or a nine? You're about a six and four past time. Going back to the way that you work, the way you dress, and the way that you slur. Fake town and desperation. She's a model for our generation. Alcohol is the one that uncovers.
Desperation by Kong. Yeah, uh, they're still the reigning live best band in Sheffield. Yeah, uh, the exposed, exposed Awards. Yeah, Exposed Awards best live band in the city. Um, and to be fair, it clicked for me on Friday when I was watching them. Really? Yeah, I, I thought they were really good live. They're a bit shouty and a bit like punkish in places, but uh, which isn't normally kind of my style. But seeing them live, it just clicked. He was wearing a Slaves t-shirt, so I was like, yeah, I can kind of get get where you're coming from here. Fair enough. There were no Salador Moon Crew. Well, again, they better be good, because... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm building them up too much now, aren't I? <laughs> I know, yeah. Well, I've not heard them yet. I'm looking forward to it. You need to see them live. Yeah, I'm looking forward to... Um, well, did they do anything for Shamlines? Because didn't really see them. But yeah, I, know, I know we yeah. spent a lot of time in Crystal, but... We ventured to Frog and Parrot and that. And, and yeah, I, I think they did. I'm sure the Bradys went to see them. And oh, did they? Yeah. Oh, fair enough. Fair enough. The Brady Bunch. The Brady Bunch. Yeah. Um, Carl Maloney's just tweeted us as well whilst we're on that, saying uh, he's just released all his videos and pictures from the Yellow Arch on RateGoodMusic.com. Ah, get yourself on there then. Yeah, so have a look. He's got um, a 3D camera, as Carl. All right. It's awesome. It's, like, really good. Like, you can... Uh, it works on Facebook and stuff now, so it's basically like a stick with like a camera. It's got a camera facing both ways, and using an app, just take a picture, and then you can scroll around and see everyone behind. Oh yeah, no, I have seen those. Those are really good. How can can you not do? A, because I thought they were just panoramas that you could sort of virtually take yourself around. Is it a special camera that you need? 
Yeah, you, for the 3D ones, yeah. Right. And you can do 3D video as well. So on YouTube, you can you can have a video on, and like you can be watching. You, can, you basically set up a camera in the middle of a stage, and you can scroll around and choose whether to watch the guitarist or the bassist yeah. or the singer. Or I've seen that because you can get the um, Google do a. It's called Google Cardboard. Yeah. And you can like just VR. Yeah, you can wear it, and then you physically move around, and you can see everything in a sort of three sixty degree. Yeah. Um, Vision. Well, Sony, Sony are releasing PSVR soon, the PlayStation VR. Oh, that's going to be crazy. And they've bought uh, a theatre in New York, which is now called the PlayStation Theatre. And the rumour is that they're going to set up a 3D camera in one of the front row seats kind of thing. And then anybody with PSVR can essentially be at that gig, essentially. That sounds pretty cool. Sounds pretty cool. Anyway, um, just moving on from that. We talked. We mentioned about the football starting, but obviously the Olympics is in full swing now. It is, and uh, and I know very little about <laughs> it. <laughs> no, we've won quite a few medals up to now. Have you not watched much of the Olympics at all? Um, I've not watched any of it. The only thing I've watched is an uh, a very quick clip on. It was on Reddit last night of a camera tracking shot during the swimming, and it looked like the start of a film. It was awesome. Oh yeah, they've they've done a lot with the uh, cinematography. But that side, we're currently sat third in the medals table. We've got ten golds, thirteen silvers, and seven bronze. Um, but the the big the big one is Michael Phelps has won his twenty third gold medal aclo- across four uh, Olympic games. That is just incredible. That, that is, yeah, pretty pretty. Didn't he just get silver this year? Uh, he's had he's had in, in one of them. Oh, maybe he's had he's had uh, four golds up to now. So I'm sure, again, I've not really followed it that much, but I'm sure there was uh, a little meme going round about how angry he was to just get silver. Yeah, probably will have been. Um, I, I, he's just an incredible, incredible athlete. There's no wrong with silver, though, is there, Jess Ennis? Yeah, she's had one. Um, she was favourite for the gold, though, so she she might be a little bit disappointed, but a medal's a medal, you know. Yeah. You, you work you work really hard to get one, don't you? So. Yeah. Um, and let's face it, she's... She's done about a million times better than I could, so <laughs> I, I can't slate her for that. No, definitely not. Um, but we've had medals in swi- um, diving, um, track and field. Um, uh, we had one in shooting, um, and that was the first medal <laughs> to come home because he's running a farm. He's a farmer. All right. And he's no, you know, his normal job. So he's one. Of, he's it's one basically of, life for him. Well, pr- pretty much. But he's won a bronze in shooting, and uh, that's the first one that's come I back. I think the Americans were good at that one, weren't you? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you would, wouldn't you? They probably won the gold. I don't know. I'm just trying to find it. I think Mo Farah didn't Mo Farah win his yeah third gold, and he fell over. He fell over and still won a gold. Wow, ten thousand meters he won that in. Brilliant. Oh, we've won. Uh, we've won gold. Uh, we've won medals in the slalom as well. Um, the men's canoe single um, didn't go so well, but the kayaking was good, and this and the canoeing doubles was good as well. Right. Why don't you watch the Olympics? Oh, I'm not that fussed about it, to be honest. Really? Yeah, a lot of people that make me feel awkward for being fat. (laughs) (laughs) As as they're running around some track. Well, I um, I, I, I never used to watch watch it all that much, but when we hosted the Games four years ago, I really got into it. Um, I was sort of converted. Even though I don't really understand a lot of what the rules are and whatever. You pick pick it up fairly quickly, I have to say. To be honest, I'm not the massive sport, uh, sporting person. I, I like football, and 
I can watch like bits of other sports, but you know stuff like golf or you know cricket—it's a waste of a day for me. That yeah, I'm not. To be fair, golf and cricket aren't the best ones to watch <laughs> where I'm sitting. Even tennis, watching tennis—what? What? Yeah, yeah. I'm with you. I'm with you on that. Don't get me started on things like bowling. Well, I like the um, the, the when they do the curling, and they're like there with the broom trying to slow it down. Do you think that cleaners would be better at that one? Like farmers better at shooting? They might. They might be. They, who knows? It's like put your elbow really, into it. Ra- really rapid. Yeah. Broom. Bit, bit of mop action. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Tell you what, they should they should do that curling on the floors at the yellow arch because that's slippy enough for it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they probably could. <laughs> anyway, um, we've got to go in about five minutes, so we're just going to squeeze um, Celador Mooncrow in. Um, before DJ Ski gets here with his platinum plates, um, this one is Tightrope, and it's the one we've all been awesome, awesome to. band. Go see them live. Go on. What 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 do you think about that then, Luke? Uh, awesome. Yeah, like yeah. you said, you can tell you can tell they're influenced by White Stripes and that, can't you? But yeah, I mean, I was trying to. I would, you were saying there that at that point he's playing the uh, the the keyboard at the same time he's playing the drums and yeah, it's great to watch. 
and De- what definite what, must see band. What a voice singer's got as well. Yeah, his range is awesome. And as well, if you go on Bandcamp and search for Celador Mooncrow, they've got three songs on there that are free to download. So, all oh, right, well, just get yourself on it. We'll, we'll be doing that. Yes. Yes. Um, and the, I'm guessing they're on Spotify and whatever else. Uh, I couldn't find them on Spotify. Ah, okay. So. Yeah. Get on there then. Get on Bandcamp. Band um, well, um, we've just about got to leave DJ Skis here. He's early. He's given yeah. himself a minute and a half to set up. Yeah. Unbelievable. Only one room through with the adverts this week. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it's going to be, is it? That's how it's going to be. Okay, man. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, what are you doing for the rest of the week, James? Uh, Nothing. I want to go to the cinema at some point this week. Jason Bourne? No, I want to see Suicide Squad, even though everybody's... Saying it's rubbish. Oh, my friend, my friend Tom McGrath went to see that. He's twenty-five. He got ID'd. It's only fifteen. Excellent, baby face. Anyway, just time for us to leave. We'll be back next week. Uh, catch us on the podcast. Molten hot lava cheese. Hey, it's Paige Desorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.